Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Giannis for three. It's third. Welcome to the Milwaukee Basketball Hour presented by Hubie and Abraham and featuring Steve Novak. With a three. Oh, that may seal it right there. A big-time Brockton triple. Now, here's Steve Novak and the big unit. Bill Michaels. Good evening and welcome. It is the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. We have the special postseason edition as we are downtown Milwaukee on Michigan at a place that I got to admit I never knew existed until I walked through the door today. It is called Rare Milwaukee, and I thought maybe it's new. They've been here three years. So what I know about my hometown at this point, I have no idea, but it is fantastic. And if you get a chance over the next few weeks, or tonight for that matter, if you're out cruising around, come on by and say hello. We are in uh, in the bar area here. Steve Novak from Fox Sports Wisconsin, former Buck himself, former Marquette guy. Uh, he is here in Pal Gasol from the Milwaukee Bucks is here tonight. And a nice round of applause for Pal. You can go ahead and do that. Uh, before Steve says anything, that, would, that you've been a part of a postseason beatdown like that? Before, you guys uh, came out and took no prisoners right away. Holy mackerel. Yeah, I think I, I've been in both ends of the, <laughs> of the spectrum. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's, it was a great, good win for, for us tonight. Um, I think a good, good way to start off the, the run. Um, but it's just one game. That's, uh, that's what the first seed is supposed to do against an A seed, win them. And um, it, didn't, it doesn't really matter if you beat them by... 30 or, or, or five right a win is a win but it, it was a good win it was a good sign of how guys are locked in the approach that we're taking to the playoffs and uh and what's to come and spoken like a real a veteran though right he's like ah <laughs> easy i've been on both sides and i suppose if you play as long as you have pal you probably have won some pretty big series and mm-hmm. and seen some crazy comebacks and that kind of thing so is that what you feel your biggest role with this group is right now is to really understand and give perspective to these guys because i think the one thing that's been talked about with this bucks team is they've not been out of the first round and these guys don't have a ton of playoff experience you on the other hand i think when we looked at the playoff experience you've played as many playoff games as the entire rest of the bucks roster combined so is that what you see your biggest role as right now with this group absolutely that's what i that uh what i wanted to add to the to the team coming in this late into the season um trying to give and share my my experience with them and try to give them knowledge keep keep them poised keep them locked in um understand what it's uh what it is to make a run a deep run and, and and have a chance to win it uh how to kind of manage the emotions that come with it um Never get too high or too low into the playoffs. Understand where you are at all times, but keeping the focus, keeping the discipline. Understand what you're playing for. We're not playing to get out of the first round. We're we're playing to get better as we go along. Um, make sure that we get better as a team uh, every single game and uh, and prepared for for whatever comes next. You've won two championships. You played with some of the best players out in L.A., mm-hmm. a coach like Phil Jackson. Right. You've you've seen what it takes for a team to advance and win and overcome. Mm-hmm. Give me similarities that this young team has with what you've witnessed in winning a championship. 
Well, talent-wise, this team is as, as talented as I've seen uh, as a group. You know, it's not about an individual. Uh, it's about a, a collective. And uh, I see the chemistry. It's outstanding. It's off the charts uh, of this team. Um, the unselfishness of this group is quite remarkable. Um, I think it's our coach and our coaching staff. It's it's a very high level, and um, so I think some of the, those are some of the factors and some important factors that we have going on. Now it's just a matter of um, uh, of uh, mindset going into it. Every single every single game, every single series, um, staying healthy. Um, that's important as well, and 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 believing. You know, really believing uh, in our in our chances to win it, um, understanding that it's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be adversity, uh, and that's when when the strength of the team really has has to step up. Um, but uh, I see I see a lot of good things, and that's what made me wanted to be a part of it. And and I'm seeing it and living it firsthand. So uh, it's it's exciting, but you got to keep your emotions in check, and, and really approach every single game. Uh, like it's your last one, uh, nothing, regardless of what happened the game before, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. You start off, you're, you're going after a win. We're 15 wins away, away from doing something extremely special that everyone could feel proud of for the rest of their lives. And that's what you got to keep in mind. Um, the rest, it's, it's nonsense. It's, uh, you, know, you can't get too contempt or too happy because you won game one of the first round of the playoffs. Uh, largely, yeah, that's uh, that's mm-hmm. that's already behind us. Were you impressed yesterday with the physicality that the frustration that started to boil over out of Detroit, and your guys handled it? I mean, that's mm-hmm. more veteran than that's something that they can draw upon you on. But I like that a lot. But the guys didn't get frustrated and didn't get flustered. Well, I, I like how we handled it. Uh, it's hard getting getting beaten down or getting run over by by thirty forty points. No one likes that, um, and that shows frustration from the opponent. And um, but it also show, show, uh, showed a really great composure uh, and maturity from our, from our guys, uh, understanding that we can't overreact. We got to do what we do, uh, take care of business, worry about us, and let them lo- lose their mind. You know, let them uh, uh, kind of show those type of emotions and frustrations. So um, so it's exciting to see. It's important that we keep that every single game. Uh, the emotions are just going to uh, continue to ramp up as we uh, we advance every single game. So, um, but we got to keep uh, keep the, our eyes on the prize and, and don't let anything affect or detour us from it. And what what have you seen from Giannis while you've been with him? You you are a great champion yourself. You've played with guys like Kobe Bryant. You know, there's a lot of talk about how special Giannis is and the reason he's so special is at 24 his perspective his approach his drive mm-hmm. being with him since you've been in Milwaukee what is what has impressed you most and obviously he's the guy we're talking about mm-hmm. getting knocked to the floor and and keeping that cool yeah. uh last night what what has been most impressive for you being around champions and being one yourself that Giannis is I think his discipline um how uh, devoted he is of, of of being the best that he can be um I think um, the maturity that he's shown at such a young age is also quite remarkable and impressive. Uh, the dedication, the time that he puts in, I think that's something hard to find at 24. Um, I think you, you can see it at 29, you can see it at 28, 30, 32, when you're 
already starting to having to do all that extra work to stick around. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I have to do it, right, uh, at 38. Um, but he's doing it at 24 to be the best player on the floor. Uh, his aggressive approach on the floor, how he attacks guys constantly, relentlessly, that's something that uh, that drives the entire team, not just himself, but the entire team. And um, he's a, a very special player. Um, so, you know, just just happy to, to, to be in the same team as him, um, kind of uh, see what he's about and, and try to help him out when he, when he needs it. Uh, I wasn't going to bring up the age, but since you said 38, I'll go ahead and use that. So 38 years old. How, yeah, I'm proud of my age. How do you relate <laughs> to the younger guys? I mean, are they coming to you saying, hey, you know, you've seen this, you've been there, done that? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's right. sometimes there's that gap. You know, some of these guys weren't even, you know, of age to see you play back in your early days. You know what I mean? True. So. It's how is it relatability wise inside that locker room? Uh, at the end of the day, we we all do the, and play the sport we love. I think that's what brings us together. Um, we are at different stages of our careers and lives, but um, but I, I do what I love and I take it very seriously. And I love to compete and I love to to play the game just like they do. Uh, they just probably maybe trying to f- still figure it out and learn the game as it as it comes, but. Um, uh, I think that that's that's the link there. Uh, age-wise, it's it is sometimes you know difficult to connect at certain levels, but that's that's fine. I understand, and that's part of the game. It's exciting for me to see all these young players coming up, uh, really putting everything they have on on the plate, playing for uh, their first contract, um, their first big, huge, let's say, or bigger money because they're already making pretty good money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but it's 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 fun. It's fun to to really have been around for so long um, as I have, and I've been so fortunate to to do so. So um, I, I I love I love it. It's just part of me. I, I don't know. Maybe I have a young spirit. Some players might ask me, hey, why why are you still playing? Why are you still doing all this stuff to to stick around? It's just I just love the game. I really do, and uh, I love the competitiveness of it. Um, I love to do as much as I can to put myself on the floor. And um, this year has been a little rough on me and, and uh, with the injuries, but uh, I still, I still, for me, it's still worth it. Um, and so I'm going to continue to try to do it as long as I can, and and help these young kids as well. I try to, I love to share my knowledge. I love to to teach. Um, uh, I'm not thinking about coaching or anything. It's just like I love to to um, to share the knowledge that I have experienced and I've gained over the years and help those young players deal with certain situations that maybe they're they're a little hard because they're new to them um so it's fun it's a fun position to be in the the, the name alone your name alone carries weight and you could have gone to many different things mm-hmm. and different teams right uh did you ever think you're playing for memphis and you're playing for la and you're playing for san antonio you go through that list that you thought to yourself one day i want to go to milwaukee Mm-hmm. which has been kind of the Siberia of basketball for some point in time. But now you talk about the change in culture and right. the change that's going on here. You can't, you can't really predict things in life. You just got to adjust and put yourself in, in a good position to, to have options. And, and um, so, it, so it was hard to anticipate uh, 10 years ago uh, the Lakers struggled as they have uh, the last five years. It, it was difficult to see a team like the Bucks be where they are in the position that they are today um but you just that's why you got to live the present you can't really anticipate anything in life you can't take anything for granted you just got to enjoy the moment make the best out of it and put yourself in the best possible position to be happy and so so here i am uh, i love to be here 
it's a, it's a great opportunity for for the team, for myself, for the city, for the franchise, and and let's let's just take advantage of it. Well, and I know the guys who have been on before you, uh, when Malcolm was on, mm-hmm. when DJ Wilson was on, we talked to those guys, and when you first signed, it was one of the first things we talked to them about. What is it like having Powell around? You know, what has he brought to the group? And they both told great stories. They said, well, look, we, we actually, and I think it was, it was Malcolm and DJ, said they got right. together, they went to YouTube, and they said we, we watched a bunch of clips of Powell so we could really see, because he's so old, we didn't see him when he, <laughs> in the beginning of his career. So we went and looked at a bunch of the clips, and did they actually come to you and, and tell you that they watched a bunch of YouTube clips and no, they, they had didn't. questions for you? <laughs> no, they didn't. They, they told didn't. us. They really did they that. Did. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> You know what? Uh, that's that's great. Uh, uh, I uh, I have played for 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 a few years, um, and um, I'm, I don't know. DJ is what twenty two, three, maybe yeah. around yeah. that. Uh, he was five when I when I started playing in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but um, but I don't I don't I don't think about those things very much. I, I see I see them as my teammates. I see them as as young players trying to figure it out, uh, trying to get better, trying to play the right way. And um, and and that's great. And I try to help them out in any way I can. If they have a question, a doubt, I've probably been there before the uh, before they have, and I can uh, I can give them my honest advice to try to help. And um, and so it's uh, you know they maybe they haven't seen my the, our championship runs or some some of them have. Uh, yeah, but uh, but you know it's cool that they watch clips and they try to get more familiarized of uh, the player that I that I am and that I have been and what I can do. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back and get to, before we get into the X's and O's, we're going to get some Milwaukee perspective from Pal Gasol when we come back. This is the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. It's presented by our friends at uh, Hugh Ben Abraham, as a matter of fact. And also we'll get back with some Cousin Subs some of the week. Stay tuned from a Rare Steakhouse, downtown Milwaukee. We've got more right after this. Welcome back. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. We're broadcasting live at Rare Steakhouse, downtown Milwaukee, and we're going to be here for the run of the postseason. So if you're going to be a part of the program, you want to come out. If you're not here tonight, as a facing the crowd. Next week on the 23rd, it is going to be Malcolm Brogdon is going to be here. And then as the Bucks continue to win, more and more is going to continue to happen down here at Rare Steakhouse. And I was just t- trying some of this stuff. The jumbo shrimp is fantastic, and the lobster bisque is unbelievable. These scallops, so I said, don't even eat them. Just take them at home, throw them in bed, roll around in them. Bill, what, t- what time did you get here? I, I mean, you've been eating. I got here already- at five. <laughs> I got here at five. He's been eating but biscuit. I didn't. I didn't take. I hate ate a bowl, small. I'm a lobster bisque like snob, and and I was I was asking you guys because there's a steakhouse. I went years ago with Ernie Grunfeld to this steakhouse. It's about five blocks away from Madison Square Garden, and they've got these these lockers where you can put like five bottles of wine in it and then cigars on the other side. You know how Ernie was a cigar smoker or is. And uh, that's where we went when the Bucks were in town. And I, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but it, this place is exactly like that. It's big mahogany wood, very stoic, leather, you know, kind of curved, half-curved benches. And it's fantastic. But the food here is, is unbelievable. So if you get a chance to come down to Rare, by all means, do so. Uh, the, the voice you hear, Steve Novak alongside. Also, Pal Gasol here tonight. The Cousins, Cousins Sub Sub of the Week goes to Sterling Brown. His incredible play in place of Tony Snell and Malcolm Brogdon. Very, very solid. He gets the cousin sub sub of the week. We are also brought to you by Hupi and Abraham. Uh, don't forget, and our friends at Baker Tilly and our friends at Green Bay Legends Cruise. You can check out all of those online. And uh, we were sitting here talking about, uh, pal, you wanted to come to Milwaukee. So 
Now that you've had a chance to be here for a while, and this is kind of the quote home base, right. give me your perspective of because there's a lot of people that you know guys that have come on the program that said I didn't know about Milwaukee when I was eh, you know, and now that you're here and you get a chance to fan base and see you know a few things around town, give me your perspective. Well, it's quite a special time, I think, uh, to to be a part of this city and this organization, right? I um, mean, it's hard to compare with other guys and other times uh, in the last 15, 20, 20 years. So, uh, but um, you know, I obviously when you leave in a city, not just in and out, uh, in the middle of the winter, um, you get to see a lot more. Uh, you get to experience a lot more. Um, so it's not just the hotel, the arena, and a couple blocks that are around the hotel. Um, so or the and the airport. Uh, so <laughs> so that's what you see most of the time. Um, and, and here it gets pretty cold. Right, right. Would you agree I with me? Would yeah. Agree. It was, it was. I believe it was snowing yesterday. Yes, in, in yes. the middle of April. Yeah, you didn't get a whole lot of that when you right. were playing in LA. Right. No. Yeah. No. Uh, so uh, I did play in Chicago. So I, I, right. I, I had a good sense of what it's, uh, what it's like the weather-wise. Um, but, um, but it's been fun. It's been great. Uh, we, I've been staying in the Third Ward, and that, that that whole area is really cool. I've discovered a lot of the restaurants here because I do enjoy eating out, and uh, I have been here at the rare yeah. steakhouse. Uh, oh, I know the valet recently. knows you. Yeah, yeah, yeah he can pull it up the valet, yeah, knowing better got, than anybody. You got to you got to ask for Fernando. That guy. That's <laughs> your guy. A, yeah, <laughs> he's not a waiter. He's uh, they call him the captain. They call okay. him captains here, I think. Yeah. And uh, that guy is he's incredible. I had I had dinner after one of the games and. Um, we had an uh, absolutely fantastic time. Besides the, the incredible selection of, uh, of meats and different cuts they have here, yeah, you realize went. you're never paying for another meal here as long as you live. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying. To, I have nothing to do with the restaurant. I just had a, a nice, very nice meal. I'm coming that, in and asking that, for the pal dude, cut. That dude, he knows his steaks and cuts. Look, look like, when when Fernando tech, came up, right? Yes, Pal gave him this. Big hug like yeah. he was his brother. Right. And they embraced and they like smiled. Like they hadn't seen each other in 40 years. I, I mean, it said, was that kind of love. Yeah. I said, I said, Paul, how do you know him? He said, oh, I had dinner here the other night. I said, you met him one time? He said, yeah. I said, what happened at that dinner <laughs> right. that you feel that strongly about that man? He must have yeah. ate with you yeah. or something. He's special. I'll, I'll leave it at that. He's a special guy. <laughs> how much is Rare paying for this advertising? You right. kidding me? We got Paul oh, Gasol endorsing Rare. That, no, that's, that's what did it when you guys told me about, about the interview. It's going to be at Rare Air Steakhouse. I say, hey, I'm in. I'm in. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. Really. I had a, I had a fun time. Uh, so, uh, so yes, uh, Milwaukee has been has been fun. Uh, went to one of the Brewers games the other night as well, um, and it was fun. And and the whole city is just so excited, right, about about the team and how well we're playing and what we can do. Uh, so it's a special time to be a part of this city, and uh, you know, let's let's just make some, let's make something special happen. You seem very grounded, and, and somebody had uh, tweeted while we were sitting here talking, saying, "What's it like to have Aaron Rodgers as a part owner?" And I'm thinking to myself, I thought about asking that question, but you were in L.A. Right. We had Nicholson sitting courtside and stars, and, and yeah. I mean, it was it was commonplace. So mm-hmm. it's great. Don't get me wrong to have another athlete that's involved that believes in what you guys do. But this is this is business. This is you know, don't look around, just move forward. At the end of the day, you you know, when I was in LA, you saw a lot of celebrities. Uh, most of the time, I didn't even see them because I'm, I was so locked into the game, and that's a good thing. That's a good sign. So here, as we move forward and potentially advance to later rounds, you might see more known faces and celebrities that uh, want to watch us play or want to see that. The team doing well, that hot team, um, but you don't you don't let that bother you. You don't let that 
affect you. You don't even, you don't have to acknowledge it. You're just so locked in um, that you all you need to do is focus on on the next play, on winning that game, on helping your team win in whatever way uh, is necessary. And and that's just the way it goes. And then and then when once you're done playing and you win it. Then you can acknowledge and, and say hi to like people. Like that attitude and all that. That when you win it. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's uh, that's the mindset. That's the mindset that comes with it. You, it's it's a mindset that it's it's all about winning. It's not you. You're not happy. You won't be happy unless you win, and you refuse to lose. And you don't you don't think about the alternative. You don't think about what ifs and uh, we might not. Uh, it's like we're 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 here to win it. We have a real chance. Let's go for it. And, and every guy we've had on has, has seemed to really have been so locked in and to really be – everyone seems to be on message and together. How, with Coach Bud, how does he share and how does he have you guys so unified, like you're saying, with those messages that it's we're not going to make these crazy lofty goals, we're going to work on one day at a time, we're going to you know keep things in as a group. How are those messages shared? Is that in the film room? Is that daily? How are you guys communicating that everybody seems to be on the same page? Yeah, I think it's communicated daily, uh, whether it's in the film room or practice or meetings. Um, you know, we, We're trying to build our habits, and this team has done that throughout the year building the right habits in order to put yourself in a successful position into going into the playoffs and during the playoffs. So it's nothing different that you have to do. It's something that you have worked for all year long. Uh, and, and, and we go in and our approach is to try to get better at, at those habits, um, winning habits, especially on the defensive end, on the, on the 50-50 balls, on the rebounding. Uh, offensively, we, we're so talented and deep that uh, guys are going to make shots, guys are going to make plays. We're, we're good in the, on that end of the floor. But as long as we keep our defensive mindset on uh, the importance of, of getting those rebounds, on hitting those guys on the boards, on securing those 50-50 balls, getting more of those into your opponent, now you have a real good chance of, of winning. And, and that's, what it, that's, uh, that's the approach. And that's what is shared every single day uh, with our team. When you talk about not having another thought uh, of not winning or the other scenarios, right. this was a team that at the beginning of the season everybody thought, let's just get out of the first round, maybe be in the top four, top five, and, and kind of progress. you gotta, you got to walk before you run. Right. And this team s- sprinted ahead. Mm-hmm. Why? Combination of things. You can't just pinpoint one. Uh, I think uh, there's clearly been a change of culture, um, the development and growth of the players. Uh, it's been, it's there, it's clear. Uh, I think management has done a tremendous job uh, acquiring pieces to make this team better, to make this team better and ready for this moment uh, and to have a real shot of winning. Um, so now the challenge will be later how to keep this team together with all the pieces, mm-hmm. but, but that's later. Uh, right now, team has to focus on what we have at stake, what, what it's really in front of us. And that's, uh, that's, that's really taking advantage of this opportunity that it's critical. Coach Butt, no question about it. Coaching staff, that's another factor, right? Uh, his mindset, his expertise, um, his skill set as a coach, it's, it's definitely outstanding. And uh, he's been named coach of the year for, for a reason. And that's also due to the players, but you got to give him credit. Um, so a lot of factors. When you started talking about the, how this team moved forward, and, and my question to me comes, inside that locker room, uh, for everything that we said outside, inside that locker room, do you believe, do you feel that this team has what it takes 
That there's there's nobody that can beat them consistently. That this team can actually win this whole thing. I do believe it. I do believe it. Uh, and now it's just a matter of really carrying it on and staying focused and staying locked in throughout. That's that's the bottom line, and that's uh, that's what the team needs to do. Obviously, staying healthy will will be important uh, for any team that uh, that wants to win it. Uh, but if we stay locked in, we have everything in our in our team in that locker room to do it. And you've played for Coach Popovich. Right. Now you're playing for Coach Bud. Right. And and what is it like, Bill? Like you were saying, really, this entire season, this Bucks team, it seemed like from the moment that the coaching staff took over, it was a smooth transition. A lot of times, you do hear when there's a transition, whether it's player turnover or a new coach, it's going to take time. It might right. be a year. It might be more than that for a system to get implemented. That's what you hear. W- what is it about? Maybe it's maybe it's more Coach Bud, but that Popovich Spurs system and Coach Bud and the way he implements offense and communicates with players. What is it that seems to simplify the game of basketball for you guys and roles for you guys? Uh, um, I mean, I think Coach Bud definitely. You can tell that he has incorporated a lot of the uh, pop uh, mentality culture um, into the Bucks into his own coaching style. Um, you do see a little differences here and there, which I think it's important as well, you, because we all, we all are a, a, a different person and, a, and different individuals, and we should have our own imprint. But at the same time, um, Pop is a guy that, that coaches with tremendous passion, understands the game, devotes himself to it, um, really creates a great chemistry in within, in within the group. Uh, no one is above anyone else within the team, treats everyone the same way, and, and really pushes everyone to, to be better, right? And, and understands the importance of, of defense. At the end of the day, defense wins championships. Uh, we are in a league where scoring is it's a point of emphasis and has gone up, and the pace has gone up, and the number of threes are ridiculous. Uh, that we, but that's just the game today. And you got to adjust to it. And uh, I think he's done a great job really adjusting to the players, uh, the spacing that we play with as well, uh, allowing Giannis to, to attack the pain, uh, have shooters around, um, and, and really just make plays. And Chris is also doing a tremendous job of, of complementing and adding the shooting. And, um, and Eric, I'm, I'm really impressed with Eric's uh, ability to defend. Really, I think that's a key factor. And Brooke... I mean, the way he's altering shots, blocking shots, uh, he is really an anchor to to our to our team defensively. So, uh, and it's just how everyone just adds in, and um, so very very impressed uh, with the depth of this team. How everyone just complements each other, how everyone feeds off each other, and um, but Bud has done a, a great job of of really managing and putting putting everyone in a position to succeed. You got to run, or you can you hang for one more? I can hang for one more. You, you like us that much, okay? And the food's uh-huh. that good. So. <laughs> that is true. We're we broadcasting live down here at Rare Steakhouse in Milwaukee. By the way, if you want to follow us on uh, social media, it's MKEB Ball Hour. That's where you can track us down. Steve Novak alongside. Pal Gasol is here as well. I'm Bill Michaels. We've got more of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour coming up right after this. program it is the milwaukee basketball hour featuring steve novak i'm bill michaels pal gasaw sitting here uh texting uh his family saying i'm gonna be back a little bit late because we're gonna hang out with these guys a little while yeah yeah exactly 
So yeah, we got a we got a call coming up uh, at seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you out of here in town. Yeah. We'll we'll keep for one more yeah. segment. By okay. the way, this portion of the program uh, brought to you by a lot of great people. And I mentioned before, you can get a hold of us on all the social media platforms. MKE B Ball Hour. That's MKE B Ball Hour. Don't forget Baker and Tilly, the accountants and advisors with five offices throughout Wisconsin. They are here to assist in all your business needs. And it's brought to you by our friends at Hupie and Abraham. Call Hupie and Abraham. Voted the best, rated the best year after year. The injury report, uh, Miritich still has the thumb, but he did come back and uh, performing well. Pal, you got you got an update on your health? You doing okay? I'm doing better. Yeah? Doing better. Doing better? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I <laughs> Says with a smile. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing Steve, how are you doing? You I'm, out of, I'm out of the boot pretty I'm much. Fresh. <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm yeah, fresh. You're, you're, yeah. I'm, he's fresh. He's fresh ready legs. to go. Yeah. Fresh legs. And then uh, Malcolm Brogdon has the plantar fasciitis, and hopefully he's back for the second round. As a matter of fact, next Tuesday night we will be here again, and Malcolm Brogdon will be our guest. That is the Hoopy and Abraham injury report brought to you by Hoopy and Abraham. So X's and O's wise, you had talked about you know whether you beat them by 20, whether you beat them by 40. Uh, game two is a different animal. You expect adjustments. You knew it was going to be a physical game. They tried to play physical with Giannis on the inside. The difference was you guys defended the ball very well in transition well. basketball. Uh, you guys were fantastic. So how much different do you look for game two to be? Uh, I, I think it's every game is a little different story. At the same, at the same time, we just got to come out with the same mindset, the same attitude that we did game one. Uh, we can't relax. You might have a tendency once you beat a team handedly the way we did um, last game. So you got to come out with with the same edge, same discipline, same physicality. Making sure that uh, Andre doesn't get to the offensive glass. Making sure that Ellington doesn't get any free looks. Making sure that we stay in front and we contest Reggie's uh, penetrations and shots, and he doesn't get going. We contain Kennard out of the from the bench. We do all those things, and we continue to defend and play with the same aggressiveness for 48 minutes, we'll be in good shape. And that's, that's the bottom line. So uh, if we can do that in t- game two, you know, we, should be, we should be in good shape. In good shape. And if, if Blake Griffin plays, is there, is there a big shift in how you guys approach the game? Or like you're saying, is it pretty much Blake plays great? If he doesn't, great. It doesn't matter. I mean, we just got to adjust to him. Uh, being on the floor and how they their game changes a little bit, right? So now they're probably going to go to him a lot more, right, since he's there. Um, you know, got to make sure that he doesn't get uncontested threes since it's a, a weapon of his that he's worked on um, and, and, and make make it tough for, for him on the, on the post. Uh, don't allow him to get easy, easy ones in transition, stuff like that. Uh, but... The basics are the same. You just adjust to a to a player that is a talented player and could make a difference. Uh, but um, you know, and we, we have prepared before the series started for for him playing and for him not playing. So I think guys are, are ready mentally if that would happen. There's a comfort level playing at the Fiserv Forum that has been pretty much right. since the season started. Um, you know, we always talk about home court advantage and home crowds, and certainly that plays into it. But what is the comfort level? Uh, is it just being at home? Is it the new facility? Is it that things are just that much better? Uh, what is it about playing at Fiserv as opposed to playing on the road or some of the better arenas that are out there? Well, playing at home is always nice, right? right. I think we all get a comfort level, comfort level being at home and playing in front of our fans. And uh, I think the energy, you try to feed off your, your fans' energy as well. Right, so I think that that component is always helpful for a home team. Uh, when you're an opponent, you try to fit off the energy in a different way, 
um, try to make plays, trying to keep the crowd out of it and stuff like that. But uh, um, when you're at home, you feel like you've got to protect it. Uh, you're in front of your fans. They're like the sixth man for you. And we have a wonderful building, brand new. I think people are excited about it too, no matter what. And uh, as a team, as a player, you just try to feed off of it. The, the national media has said at times they thought the building wasn't as loud as maybe it should be. As a player that's on the floor, give me your perspective. I think it's pretty loud now. Um, they can always raise up the music uh, <laughs> if they want to make it louder. <laughs> raise up the volume of the speakers. I don't know. Uh, uh, I think our fans are, are into it, are excited. They, they love what they see. Uh, we're going to need them uh, because there might be some tough games coming up. There will be tough games coming up uh, where teams just come in and they, they understand they need to win one on the road in order to, to move past us. Um, and so we're going to need our crowd to cheer us on, to, uh, to really you know, give us their best as well uh, as we try to give our best. You guys have experience on this team yourself, George Hill. We were talking about uh, Steve and I a couple weeks ago about right. George's yes. perspective and how players are coming up and asking and bouncing things off of you. Are you. Not only are they inquisitive, but have you been impressed with the way that they have taken the advice? and really kind of paid attention. And, and whether that's leadership via Giannis or whomever, it's the fact that there's enough open minds on this team to say we're all surfing to get better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, from day one, players have been very open, very humble about it. Because it's, it's, it's not easy, I guess, sometimes for, for a player, for a young player to say, hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, I need help here. Or, hey, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Or well, could you give me an advice on, on anything? I think um, players here have been great about that. They... Um, you know, they, they understand that George and I were, were pretty outspoken when it comes to it, understanding that uh, our input, even if it's not asked uh, proactively, it's important and it's valuable and guys are going to listen to it because uh, I think they respect uh, our knowledge and, and our experience and where, where we've been and how long we've done this and we've been doing this. So um, so that's, uh, that's part of uh, also being successful. you gotta, you got to be able to have that spirit of learning, that humility of I don't know it all, and there's others that know more than I do. And it's, it's okay to ask. As actually, it's, it's great to ask questions. There's no, there's, you can never ask enough questions. Uh, I know sometimes it can be annoying <laughs> for some people, but uh, when it comes to business, this is business. And, and, and little details make a big difference. And, and you've obviously and, and enjoy being a great mentor to these young guys. But if the Bucks play the Toronto Raptors mm -hmm. in a series right. and you play against your little brother, right. are you going to talk trash to him? No. Are you going to be on the sideline kind of like the Bucks X Factor, getting in his head, saying crazy things to him, bringing things up about childhood <laughs> to affect his game? Pictures. Is, is, yeah, Pictures. Is, uh, well, Mark, look, Blake Griffin got it. He got a tech. He didn't play last game. Maybe you can you can get a tech from get the a bench. Tech? <laughs> yeah, just. I don't know. I don't want to hurt my team <laughs> like that. Uh, but um, you know, Mark and I never really talk trash to each other as long as we have played against each other. Um, we never really done that. Um, uh, ultimately, I will do whatever I can to help our team win. Uh, whether we face whoever we face, especially we're in the conference finals, you know, as much as they would be at stake, um, you know, I'm, I wish, I, I hope that I'm ready to play and playing on the on the floor by then. But when I'm not on the floor, I'll just make sure that 
I'll help my teammates be ready for what Mark brings to the table, what he does on the floor, what Serge does, uh, what Kawhi can do, and because I played with him as well for a couple of years in San Antonio, so that's that's how I will help. I won't really waste my breath. I don't. I'm not trying to piss my brother off so we can play better. <laughs> right, right, fair right. enough. So yeah. you're not firing right. some, some players, some players, you don't want to get under the skin because they take it to another level. Yeah. Now they're, you know, that that's what happened to me. I've never been much of a trash talker or anything. But if you start, you, you start to try to get in under my skin, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it, yeah. and I'm gonna shut you out really quick. You know, that's that's just how I how I operated when the KGs started to, talking trash and getting into my chest and, uh, and try to intimidate me. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't work well, and they didn't. They stopped doing that. They realized that that was not a good strategy. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I think Mark, I think it's the same way. You don't want to piss him off too much. Just uh, leave him alone. Yeah, huh? just let him let him be. <laughs> but with three seconds to go, you're down two, and he's putting up a three. You can always yell, "Mom, love me, pass." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he will hear it yeah. when he's shooting a three. Hey, I know you got to run. Thanks so much for coming You're out with welcome. us. We certainly appreciate it very much. Thanks Best of luck to everybody, and certainly uh, we hope you bring a championship back, and we'd love Pleasure to talk well. to you again, okay? Pleasure, guys. Pal Gasol Thank joining you. us down here at uh, Rare Steakhouse. It's going to be Steve and I flying solo here in the next segment. Stay tuned. We are broadcasting the Milwaukee Basketball Hour live down here at Rare Steakhouse. we got more right after this. Basketball Hour featuring Steve Novak. I'm Bill Michaels. We are glad you are on board today. Don't forget, if you want to find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it is uh, MKEB Ball Hour. MKEB Ball Hour. Uh, track us down there. Pictures, tag us. If you're here and you take anything, uh, by all means, go ahead and you can tag us there as well. Hey, I want to remind you, the Crohn's and Colias Foundation of Wisconsin, you can check them out on Facebook, learn a lot more about how you can help and fight against Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. Uh, go ahead and check that out there as well. So, Steve, uh, first of all, we're sitting here talking as Powell Lee. That's a veteran, man. Yeah. That's a guy that, it, look, it, there's a, there's some fun, there's an understanding, but when it comes, he, as he said, this is business. You know, the stuff, the rest of the stuff is all semantics. This is business. Keep your composure and don't get above yourself and, and don't believe that just because you beat a team, you're going to come out and beat their brains out in the next game. It just doesn't do, work that way. No, and I do think that, like he mentioned, he said younger teams, younger groups, that, that is how you would feel. And I think after a win like that, it's a little bit of human nature. You go, we won – by 35, we're up by 43 points. You know, what What can they offer the next time? But it was interesting, the first question that you asked him, you know, about a blowout win. He said, I've been on both sides. Yeah. And so I think to your point, he is on this team to bring perspective, to be a veteran. He has been on both sides of a lot of that. He's been in good situations and bad. And so he doesn't need to play, to be honest, to make an impact on this team. And that's why Coach Bud – John Horse wanted him here. Yeah. He is a guy that is in the locker room that's having these same conversations with those guys at the times that they need to be having those conversations. Hey, don't get too high. Right. I didn't get a chance to ask him specifically, but when he was brought here, you had, we, we've talked to George Hill, George Hill, some of these veterans. Is that the reason John Horst and more so Coach Bud, does he rely on them to say things that maybe he doesn't or just say, hey, you're kind of my guy in the locker room. You know, go be that guy. You know, go go be that kind of that mentor. Not a coach, but be a, be kind of a mentor. Yeah, and it was interesting. You heard Powell say that. I'm not trying to coach. He said, I want to be a mentor and I want to do that. It's so much more valuable and there's a veteran guy who can have that conversation or not even relay a message from the coach. Know that this is what the coach wants from someone. When I was with the New York Knicks, Carmelo Anthony was the star. Amari Stoudemire was the star. But there was Kurt Thomas, Marcus Camby, Rasheed Wallace, Jason Kidd. Those were the veteran guys that during those two years 
Mike D'Antoni, Mike Woodson, those guys, they didn't have to have a lot of locker room meetings. They didn't have to explain a lot of X's and O's. They didn't have to break things down to say, I know you don't understand, but this is what we're trying to do. Kurt Thomas was doing that. Rasheed Wallace was saying, hey, young fellas, stay after I'm going to explain that to you or have those conversations. And so that's exactly who Powell is for this group. And, you know, there is no, we've had so many of these guys on, and you get to really hear them speak and hear how they, how they feel about things candidly. Mm-hmm. And, and they're all on the same page. And it really is impressive, I think, um, how uniform their messaging has been. I, uh, I, I look at game two, and, and obviously things are going to change. They're going to have to, Casey's going to have to figure something else out yep. because you can't do, I mean, they couldn't match the energy the Bucks came out with. How much do you think watching Toronto and watching, uh, you know, some of these teams that were highly rated, uh, 76ers go down, how much do you think of an effect that had on this team? Because we saw those teams go down on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I'm sure guys are watching. You know, yep. and you're going, whoa, wait a minute, that wasn't supposed to happen, and then you got to come and play this game. How much of an effect did those games have on what we saw energy-wise out of the Bucks yesterday? You know, because you've watched this Bucks team be so consistent all year, I would say, honestly, it probably didn't have that big of an effect. It had an effect on me, I would say, though, as somebody who's not in that locker room, not a part of that group, more of a fan at this point. You watch those games and you go, well, we certainly didn't expect to see three teams lose home court advantage. Right. In that first night, and then you go, oh, I hope the Bucks are watching. But the truth is, this Bucks team has only lost two games in a row, one time all year. That's it's it's that's an impressive feat. And if anything speaks to their consistency this year, it's that they had every time they lost a game, they turned right around and won, except for one time. So I really do think that the way the Bucks came out, and really Giannis specifically came out, he was going to run guys over. He was going downhill. No one was going to stop him, whether Blake Griffin was out there or not. Andre Drummond couldn't get in his way. He set the tone. They ran the first play. Uh, Brooke Lopez got the lob dunk. Brooke Lopez hit a three, and then it was the Giannis show. And all of a sudden, you felt like first four minutes, you were like, we're going to sit back oh, and watch this. Yeah, I, no, in the first four minutes, I think you felt this game's over. Yeah. At, at least I did. I thought, you know, There's trepidation because you know as well as I do in the NBA, there's always runs. Right. Somebody's going to give you something. Somebody's going to give you a 16-2 run or 16-6 run, and all of a sudden, you're back to being a basketball game again. But... Uh, yesterday, I really didn't get too much of that feeling. And that goes back to maybe coming out with a couple of different things. First of all, you got a chip on your shoulder. You've been here all offseason and all season long about getting out of the first round and what your expectations are. Yeah. And you saw teams that had home court advantage fall on Saturday. So I think there's a couple of elements at play, but, boy, the energy they came out with. Detroit never matched in that ballgame. No, they, they never did. And, the, look, the messaging for the Detroit Pistons, if you look back at some of the articles midseason, they were having a lull. They were like nine games under five hundred, and their owner and some of the players and their coaching staff was saying, look, we're going to write this ship. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to get there. We're going to get this figured out. And so I do think that the messaging for the Detroit Pistons in that city, in that organization, has been get to the playoffs. That will have been an accomplishment. Getting to the playoffs has never been an accomplishment for, for this Milwaukee Bucks team. As soon as Coach Bud took over, as soon as the season started, you saw this was a very good team. And then a couple weeks later, you saw, oh, they're the number one team in the NBA. And they've been there the whole year. So I think the messaging being let's get to the playoffs for Detroit and for the Milwaukee Bucks going, we're here to do something special. To me, that showed up. Uh, that showed up in Game One. Reports are Blake Griffin not going to even be in the series now. I don't know if you've caught any wind of that. Uh, he was not going to be playing the remainder of the series, uh, so we'll wait and see. But uh, at least that's the unofficial report, uh, for as far as I know, coming out of Detroit. I was reading that during one of the breaks. Um, so, how much does that change the dynamic of this series now? They don't have their best player, Drummond. We've seen he can go off. 
and then there's times he goes away. And he became very frustrated early on in that ball game. Uh, no real animosity with Thon Maker and Giannis. We know that Thon got him across the arms and wasn't trying to take him down. But we saw frustrations get get escalated very quickly. Yeah, and it was interesting, I think, listening to Powell talk about how he approaches playing his brother and how he approaches getting Powell approaches getting his teammates ready when they're going to play his brother. Because you heard Giannis talk about Thon is my little brother. You know, we came into the league together. We've worked out late at night so many times. There, there's a love there. But I also think, you know, for for people who are who haven't played in the NBA, they often go, "How can he? That's his brother. Or that's his good friend. How, they can't really compete. I don't like watching this." They, right. But if you remember growing up, you played the hardest against your little brother or your mm-hmm. big brother or your best friend. And so I think you definitely saw a little bit of that come out. We know Thon Maker. Look, there's not there's a reason that there is the term coined being thonned right because thon had to wear knee pads and elbow pads in practice because he was hurting everybody Mm. and so that is the way thon plays and i think you saw the way Giannis reacted to he knew it wasn't vicious it was a hard fall and it didn't look good but i think you could tell right away Giannis was like look i'm trying to dunk on him he's trying to stop me and i think Giannis in the back of his head probably knows he's probably gonna dunk on thon more than thon stops him so thon's doing his best we got about 30 seconds before we go but uh real quick uh, some things to look for in game two I think really, like you said, if Blake Griffin's not playing, you are looking for continued health and continued momentum so there is no letdown for this next series. The Bucks are the better team. They've got to continue to just play like it, and I think you're going to see the entire bench continue to play. I know predictions uh, aren't necessarily what they're cracked up to be when you're talking about guys that are playing in the NBA and such, but I said Bucks in four. This Bucks vastly are more talented than what this Detroit Pistons team has to face. Hey, the, the, the slogan's been Bucks and Six, but if we can change it to Bucks and Four, Bucks and four. that's easier. Bucks and Four. Bucks and Four, rest everybody. <laughs> we got healthy people coming back. We're good to go. Hey, thanks to everybody a part of the program. Our friends at Hupy and Abraham, Baker Tilly, Cousin Subs, Green Bay Legends Crews, Baird Private Wealth Management, and the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of Wisconsin. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. We're back here again next Tuesday night. Malcolm Brogdon will be in the house then. Time for us to go. For Steve Novak, I'm Bill Michaels. We'll be back. Talk to you later. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.